The issues that matter most, right here. The Drew Mariani Show. On Relevant Radio. Make no mistake, Putin is responsible for Navalny's death. We had to provide the funding so Ukraine can keep defending itself against Putin's vicious onslaughts and war crimes. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Well, good afternoon. Boy, we've got a lot to talk about today. Thanks for joining me. Looking forward to hanging out with you. We've got to, we'll talk Taylor Swift a little bit later. This should be a really great conversation. If your daughter or you love Taylor Swift, you're a Swifty, maybe even following the NFL and seeing her pop up there. It's raised questions about her unbelievable meteoric type of rise in fame. Some say some of the performances have occult overtones and some strange things have happened, like her piano playing by itself and people not remembering the events and a lot more. I'll break it all down for you a little bit later. It should make for a really compelling conversation. So that's a little bit later. Uh, let me get you up to speed on the news. Of course, I want to take a look at our border, too. Man, there are a lot of people showing up down there uh, at our southern border and um, there's a new documentary out you might want to check out, okay? It's called America Invaded. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first, you know, prayers to uh, the Navalny family. Uh, you probably heard the news last week uh, that uh, Alexei Navalny, he was the uh, opposition leader who, of course, Putin arrested and put in jail, put him in a brutal, <laughs> brutal prison. Uh, they're claiming he died from sudden death syndrome. Uh yeah, find that very hard to believe. The AP says that uh, that's a catch-all term for all kinds of, you know, cardiac you know events, cardiac arrest. Uh, but there are reports that his body, when they found it, was bruised, and his widow is claiming on social media that Putin poisoned her husband with the same Soviet-era nerve agent that he was injected with back in 2019, and you know they just barely survived from. Uh, she knows exactly why he was killed. And we'll soon name the person or persons who are responsible for his death. So there's more to come on this story. But protests were held as a result of this. I mean, this guy was a real leader. Uh, people loved him. Every hashtag regarding this man's name has been taken off of social media. Putin's got a big uh, election coming up. But people were coming out and they were putting flowers. Um, even if you, you just laid flowers on a monument to, to him, you were arrested. And people showed up outside of Russian embassies all around the world. Um, Navalny was, uh, of course, arrested for exposing Putin's um, corruption. And now people who are going to pay tribute to him, they're being arrested. This is Russia. Listen to this. For those wanting to publicly mourn Alexei Navalny's death, this was the response. Dozens were arrested in at least 21 cities across Russia. In Moscow, Police formed a human chain to stop mourners attempting to rally at the so-called Wall of Sorrow, the monument for Joseph Stalin's victims of political persecution. I thought it was my duty to bring flowers. He fought for all of us, and now we have to at least honour his memory. Similar scenes too in St. Petersburg, where dozens were arrested. Protests are illegal in Russia under strict anti-dissident laws. 
The country is perishing with this foolish war. Why is it needed? Who needs it? They are killing their own people. I no longer believe in the future of Russia. I'm 83 years old. Even seems to me that now is worse than in Stalin's times. I can't believe that, but she would know, right? 83 years of age. Um, I just said the Maggie as this audio is playing. I'm so glad I'm an American. And we have our problems here, right? I mean, of course, there's, there's so much dysfunction and corruption and wokeism and a whole litany of other things. But, man, we live in the greatest nation on the world, in the world. We are uh, we're Americans. I mean, that's why people are coming to our southern border from Syria, from all over the planet. Chinese immigrants are coming here. Uh, we'll, as I said, talk about that a little bit later, but there's no place like the United States of America. And I just want to invite you to do your your duty, your civil duty, and, and be informed when it comes to this election. You know, and, and make sure that when you vote, you evaluate the most critical issues, those being moral first, because that ripples out into everything. Then you can look at everything, you know, after that. But I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through some of that stuff in the days ahead as we get closer to the election. Um, you take a look at the turmoil that's going on in the Middle East. Just one quick story here I've been following, and I want to keep it on your radar because it demands prayer, uh, and that is what's happening with Israel and Hamas. Uh, Israel's preparing right now to um, to invade the city of Rafah. That's in the Gaza Strip, and it sits right on the border with Egypt. That's where everybody went to, right, when all the bombing was taking place. And uh, the AP put out this report that I saw, and they said that there's been these newly taken satellite photos, and it appears to show that Egypt is actually building a wall. Uh, They're building an eight-mile wide, or eight-mile deep, I should say, fortified wall as a uh, buffer zone along its border. Uh, They don't want people coming in to their country, right? Egyptians, uh, the officials there are apparently worried that the refugees are going to flee into the Sinai Peninsula. They don't want to have to deal with that crisis because with it comes economic you know, demands and a litany of other things. But that's not all. Egypt's foreign minister said that a uh, there's a security conference in Munich, Germany over the weekend, and Hamas, they came out and said it's not to be trusted and it's definitely not a group to be negotiated with. So... Uh, we'll see how all this ultimately uh, plays out. But I, I keep thinking what our Blessed Mother has said. And, and again, I, I think this is a universal message, but it was one of the shortest messages she said from a very popular site of reported apparitions. She said, may this be a time of prayer. And I think about that as I see these events unfold. May this be a time of of prayer. It was just in our chapel here at the network. And I was praying for peace. I was praying for the conversion of our leaders, both here in the States and abroad. It's praying. I mean, we, we live in a very special time. Things can go wrong very, very quickly. I, I really want to encourage you on a daily basis to do that. Please pray for world peace. Pray for peace. You know, I know we pray for all of our personal issues, but pray for something beyond yourself. Pray for peace. We got a big election coming up. Uh, and I want to talk about Senator Manchin. Um, he's out of West Virginia, of course. Big news came on Friday when he said he's not going to seek a third-party candidacy for the presidency. And that's a relief, of course, to Democrats who are concerned. Uh-oh, Joe Manchin runs. He's very moderate, right? He could steal a lot of votes from President Biden this November. And this came just a day after he floated uh, former Utah Senator Mitt Romney as his running bait. Here's a clip from Cedarburg News uh, on uh, Senator Manchin's 
travels to listen to his constituents. Let's say this. Senator Joe Manchin visited Morgantown on Friday as part of his listening tour, where he seeks to refocus the discussion on what makes our nation exceptional. Manchin spoke at the offices of Vantage Ventures to students and members of the local community on things that unite us as Americans, as well as answered questions. Something on everyone's mind was Manchin's possible presidential plans. Manchin says he will not be running for president, but he did focus on other measures he thinks needs to be considered for the future of America. That was uh, Clarksburg News 12. And thanks uh, for that report. Manchin's been working uh, with a group called No Labels, which he's trying to set up a third-party option to Biden and former Trump. Um, we'll see what happens. You know, RFK's in the mix. Nikki Haley's still throwing her hat in the mix. Uh, all this is going to settle soon. Tomorrow, in fact, if you join me in my last hour, we're going to break it all down for you. We're going to go through some of those critical issues as that. You know, how Catholics should evaluate candidates and, and ultimately vote. Um, speaking of Trump, let's talk about him for just a moment. Uh, New York, the New York Times was reporting that the pro-life movement is, is planning ways to uh, to ban abortions in the country should Donald Trump become president. Trump apparently told some people privately that he'd be open to a 16-week ban. So I don't know how you feel about that. I'm, I'm for an all-out ban totally, right? But, but 16 weeks, he wants to make a compromise. Um, it's a proposal that groups like Live Actions and Student for Life found way too lax. Here's a clip from an interview with Trump from NBC about Trump's current view on abortion exceptions. Listen. The most powerful people that are anti-abortion are okay with that now. And you know what? They weren't okay with that even a year ago. Your former Vice President Mike Pence believes that a fetus should have constitutional rights. Do you believe that, Mr. Well, President? Well, Mike Pence said something about 15 weeks, too, which was a big change for Mike Pence because Mike Pence had no exceptions. I have exceptions, by the way. I think people should have exceptions. I think if it's rape or incest or the life of the mother, I think you have to have exceptions. Does a fetus have constitutional rights, and, Mr. And a lot President? of people, when they don't have exceptions. Now, I will tell you that I think most people, most Republicans are willing. Uh, you go life of the mother, mm -hmm. rape, incest. I think most of them are, are there. I got to commend that reporter because this is why I'd be a terrible politician, right? The, the reporter did a great job, followed up. He asked a question, does a fetus have constitutional rights? And the president went off and life of the mother and incest and rape and didn't and he, Circles back, does a fetus have constitutional rights? Um, and again, the president did not answer that question. And it does show his lack of formation when it comes to this particular issue. But I know a lot of people, Nikki Haley, some of them, you know, they're willing to to make some compromises in an effort to go ahead and to be able to, um, to get the votes. And maybe you need to, to do that, they think, in order to be able to affect greater change. So what do you think is better to make a deal that sets limits and boundaries on that issue on abortion that both sides of the aisle can agree in uh, or I should agree on, or uh, do you stick hard and fast to an uncompromising defense to the right to life? Listen to this clip uh, of Donald Trump. Uh, I think this comes from Fox news. And nobody's done more in that regard than me. Now I happen to be uh, for the exceptions uh, like Ronald Reagan with the life of the mother, uh, rape, incest. I have, I just have to be there, uh, I feel. I think probably 78% or so, Paul, about 78%. It was Ronald Reagan, 
He was for it. I was for it. But I will say this. Um, you have to win elections. Otherwise, you're going to be back where you were. And you can't let that ever happen again. You've got to win elections. Uh, if you look at it, Iran DeSantis, I don't know what he really believes, because, you know, you never know with a politician. And he's just another politician, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, his poll numbers have gone down to a level that he's going to be out of the race very soon. I don't know if that were the reason. I hope it wasn't the reason. I hope it's for other reasons. I could see a lot of other reasons why he shouldn't be. But he's doing very, very poorly. It happened to coincide with that because a lot of people say a lot of, you know, if you talk five or six weeks, a lot of women don't know if they're pregnant in five or six weeks. I want to get something where people are happy. You know, this has been tearing our, our country apart for 50 years. Nobody's been able to do anything. But we still have to win elections. And they've used this. Uh, you know, we have some great Republicans and they're great on the issue. And you would love them on the issue. Uh, and a lot of them have just been decimated in the election. Decimated. I mean, absolutely. So we're going to come up with something that people want and people like. So that is a little bit of an older clip because we know DeSantis has stepped down from that and he changed his tune regarding the Florida governor. We'll talk more about this in the days ahead. This is an issue that will be play a very prominent role in uh, the, well, I guess we're about 10 months away now from, from the elections, maybe even a little bit less than that. So we'll see. Another big issue, the border, right? There's a new documentary out I want to get you up to speed on. Just came across my, my radar. It's called America Invaded. And, and you know, I've been trying to, follow this issue i want to be open-minded i want to be I want to be on the right side of it morally the open border of the united states i saw a clip from president biden the other day saying you know they said uh showed him on day one when he was doing all of his executive orders and he was you know eradicating bad law when it came to the border you know the, the remain in mexico policy and you know they were going to go after trying to uh you know, in fact, we did give billions of dollars to Central America to try to resolve the issue uh, in the foreign countries rather than letting people get to our border. Didn't work, right? And we know that the open border in our country um, right now is creating a uh, a lot of people are calling it an invasion. Uh, since President Biden took office, the influx of migrants crossing the southern border has surged. And those numbers are hard to grasp. I mean, reports suggest millions, millions of people have come to our southern border. I saw one report earlier today where people, they've, they were from Syria, they were from China, they were from all over. They came through the border and they were sitting there just waiting for Border Patrol to come. Border Patrol wasn't even there. They waited a couple hours. They could have, any gotaway, anybody in the terror watch list could have disappeared into the darkness. Right. So uh, among these so-called gotaways, those are people who deliberately don't want to get caught, um, you know, those are the ones that are concerning. There have been several people already arrested on the terror watch list. And we are seeing right now massive numbers making their way from China and other nations that can be our enemies. L let me uh, let me share with you, if I could, just a quick little bit of audio. And we're going to speak to to my next guest uh, a little bit about this. And is this clip one, Maggie? All right. Th this is from the documentary America Invaded. Listen to the words of a coyote on his assistance of getting those in the country who exhibit hatred towards the U.S. Contact has been made with two polleros. They want their voices to be heavily altered and definitely no IDs. But they are willing to answer this question. Are there any terrorists that are being transported from our southern border into the United States? 
I have taken terrorists through that pass. How do you not know who is entering your country? Most of the people now are from so many places in the world. Iran, Yemen, all the countries Americans ask about. I've seen everything. Drugs, weapons, young girls, young children, human organs, dead people, people who escaped their country because they murdered someone. Yes, also some who hate America and say they want to punish Americans. Sometimes I think, why are you going there if you hate that place so much? But it's not my job. They want to pay, I take them. Yeah, so uh, frightening thought, isn't it? And that is a coyote. That is a coyote. Um, let me, I, I want to introduce you to uh, my next guest. Her name is Nimrata Singh uh, Guldral. She's a documentary filmmaker, has been working on a film called America Forgotten 2. This is about veterans who've been deported because of minor illegal activity. And while she was working on that, she started to see what was going on at the border. So she's coming out with another film. It's called America Invaded. She joins me today. Nimrata, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Hi, good afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to have you here. So much to talk about with the border. I was, uh, as you probably heard, I was talking about how open it is. Uh, migrants are waiting for authorities to come so they can be processed and then be set on their way. But what's surprising, I saw there were a number of Syrians, and Syria is uh, you know, deemed as a, a, as a terrorist nation. We've got uh, Chinese in record number coming over as well. Paint a picture for me. What are you seeing in this documentary? And um, tell us a little bit about it as well. Um, you know, how serious is the, the problem on our southern border? And are we truly being invaded? And if so, by who and why? So a couple of things. I'll start with this. First of all, today, the documentary is actually now available, AmericaInvadedFilm.com, and your viewers can go watch it. I will also say that I didn't start this documentary to try to, uh, you know, start a red flag or... Right. Uh, panic people. I'm actually a longtime Democrat. I made another picture, America's Forgotten, on immigration, where I talked about, you, you talked earlier about the, you know, we should be morally in the right. And I actually talked about the human, humanitarian aspects of right. the southern border and how it doesn't help Americans or migrants, for that right. matter, from a humanitarian moral standpoint. But this picture, America Invaded, you asked me, is America being invaded? Yeah. When you mentioned about the influx of the millions of migrants, those numbers are definitely startling, but I think it's more about more than those numbers. What it is, is it's the nature and ideology of some of the people that are mixed in those millions of migrants that are coming in that should scare Americans. Yeah. When you've got folks that are coming in through the southern border that might have potentially killed our soldiers in Afghanistan, and then, a, and then they found a route through Ecuador to come to our southern border and penetrate and come into the U.S., that should be not just scary to Americans, that should be horrifying. Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, but how do we filter through those? I mean, how, how do we determine? Are they the gotaways, the ones that are evading capture? Um and what are you seeing in, in your reporting there? I know you spoke to, uh, you know, a coyote. Um, in fact, you, you spoke to two coyotes about human smugglers. Um, we have human yeah. trafficking where they're selling sex. We've got human smugglers who I'm sure are bringing people over who are enemies of the, uh, the country. How prolific is it and what are they reporting? What are you revealing? 
in terms of being prolific, here, here's what I, so again, the numbers don't lie, right? We already know, and this is from various outlets, whether you believe in MSM, mainstream media or not. I mean, we all know the escalation in the number of migrants in the past. Uh, and, and again, I speak as a Democrat, so I want the Biden administration to pay heed to this. This is not a Republican or Democratic issue. If we see another 9-11 in our country, it's going to hurt Americans from all backgrounds, from all political parties. We are seeing definitely people from the terrorist-related countries, folks with terrorist-related ties, by the way, to organizations, not just, you talked about Syria, not just Hamas, Hezbollah, or Syria. We, there are organizations like Lashkar-e Taiba, the, the Taliban, for example. They're the ideologically fundamentalist Muslim organizations. Again, to be very clear, not all Muslims are terrorists. Not all Muslims coming through the border, even as illegals, are terrorists. But there are people coming in from the southern border that are their their sole purpose in entering the United States is to come here and hurt and kill Americans, and that's what the the picture shows. Well, let me do this. Let me run some more audio from from your documentary, America uh, Invaded. I hope people will will check it out and grab a pen of paper. We'll give you the website for that as well. Um, But here's another clip from the viewpoint of the cartels uh, and how they're getting people across. Because in addition to these terrorists, which really concern me, Namrata, we also have the influx of fentanyl and drugs that are killing Americans as well. And we got the Chinese associated with that as well. But here is another clip from America Invaded. Listen to this. We sell tickets to go to America. They pay, they go. My boss just cares about the payment. You finish your payment to the cartel, the cartel finishes your walk to the U.S. As you said, not everywhere has a wall or a fence. Of course we use the open areas. It's much easier. But why do you keep blaming Mexico? What about all the oceans around America and the boats bringing people in? What about your other border? One guy, he was here for many months, but when he arrived, his name was Mohammed. After his new name, he called himself Martinez, but then he changed his name, learning Spanish, and now he speaks better Spanish than me. He's waiting to walk soon. It's a frightening thought. Terrorists, drugs, uh, this is a national security threat, and uh, you're right. This is not a Republican nor a Democratic issue. This is an issue that's critical, uh, I think, for the safety of all Americans. I don't want to see another 9-11 or something even worse uh, than that. Uh, if people want to see your doc, what's the best way to go ahead and to do that, by the way, before we have to take our next break? Sure. AmericaInvadedFilm.com. They can also go to Rumble and search for the doc or go to Salem now. So, Namara, I'm curious about the administration. It seems that the Trump administration had to remain in Mexico policy. The Biden administration has reversed that. And look, the optics of this are terrible for the reelection of Joe Biden. I mean, we have a real crisis on the southern border. And if something happens on American soil, it's going to be a tragedy for for the whole nation. What's the what's the mentality? What's the ideology behind this? What's the benefit to not having a, a sovereign border or at least some orderly way to to process these individuals? That's a terrific question. And I said this the other day on another show. I think the problem is that 
the messaging for so long from my party, unfortunately, I have to say from the Democratic Party, has been all about if you close off the borders, you're doing something anti-humanitarian. You're not taking care of the people that are trying to flee their uh, terrible situation, their per- persecution, etc. And we actually discuss that. We, we uh, highlight that in the picture and talk about why that is not the case anymore. Because you think about it, we now have over 60 countries uh, where people are coming into the southern border. They're coming in from countries that have no persecution for some of these people at all. If these people were go to, let me give you an example. If these people will go to the respective U.S. embassy in their country, which is very familiar with the with the with the persecution on the ground, right, or in that particular country, uh, they wouldn't even get through the gate with that uh, uh, with that uh, point. So, I think that the the Biden administration is caught in a between a rock and a hard place. They have sold that messaging for so long, but unfortunately now, and as we show in our films, there is a cost to American lives, not just as a result of a 9-11, but think about all the soldiers, thousands of our soldiers and our troops that gave their lives in the war on terror, Mm -hmm. and now you're going to let those terrorists come in, some of them who may have actually killed our soldiers overseas. So I think this is going to be this is going to be a tough one for Joe Biden. Yeah, my guest today, uh, Namrata Singh uh, Gulz. How about you get your last name? Uh, get your last name right. Gulzral. Am I saying that right? Namrata Singh Gulzral. Yeah. All right. Good. Close enough. Right. <laughs> I've got to take a short yeah. break, Namrata. So stay with me, okay? And when we come back, we'll take some calls too. If you want to get in on the conversation. The number to dial in, and you can get in now at 888 I'll play some more audio for you. Uh, we're taking, speaking today to a documentary filmmaker who just wrote a, um, uh, just produced a program called America Invaded, taking a look at what's happening. And it's not just the southern border. It's something you've said there, too. It's true. I mean, I see boatloads of people getting off on our coasts as well, west coast, uh, east coast, and uh our northern border is pretty porous as well. But we can talk more. When we come back, we will continue to take a look at um, really what I think is a real danger for American security. Stay with me. Insight and analysis right here. It's the Drew Mariani Show. Relevant Radio. Hey, join Father Rocky this September for a pilgrimage to Poland and Prague. You'll visit the lands of St. John Paul the Great, St. Faustina, Our Lady of Czestochowa, and the infant child of Prague. Seats are limited. Information at relevantradio.com slash Poland. That's relevantradio.com slash Poland. Get connected. Drew Mariani on Relevant Radio. Well, thanks for joining me. I'll take a few of your calls coming in if you want to join the conversation. The number is 888-914-9149. Just following what's been happening on our southern border I've seen it on some of our coasts. We've even heard reports of people coming in illegally through the north. And uh, our borders are pretty broad. Uh, And this is an issue that has really reignited uh, the political debate in our country. And it's a polarizing issue. People are on different sides of this issue. Uh, What I'm concerned most about is not just the cost of the American people. There's a great financial costs. I mean, there are billions of dollars are being spent on border security, but we also have health care and social services. Um, I'm very concerned about what this means in in terms of national security. A lot of people are 
are getting, um, are, well, they're crossing the border, and uh, we are we're vulnerable as a Catholic. You know, you know, my heart is. You know, my heart. Te- well, my faith teaches me to see the face of Christ in every person, to welcome the stranger, to clothe the naked. Right? We're called to compassion, to be advocate uh, for those who are in need. But at the same time, as a nation, we have a right to a sovereign border, and therein uh, lies the struggle. Therein lies the rub. But you know, I think we'd be foolish to leave that door back door open and uh, see what happens. Uh, the next clip I want to share with you uh, takes a look at how the current administration has aided this uh, mass influx and how we know that there are security threats. Listen to this. This administration has shattered the records and not in a good way. If we keep going at this pace under this administration, there will be over 12 million illegal aliens that have tried to illegally enter our southwest border. That's averaging, you know, about 250 plus thousand every 30 days, seven to 8,000 every single 24 hours, 5 million in 20 months. But they've only apprehended about 4 million of those. Uh, More than a million we know that have gotten away. So literally we have large areas of the border are left wide open. A Godaway is, is an illegal alien that, that breaks into our southwest border and they evade apprehension. And that's a million what we refer to as known gotaways. If you ask border patrol agents that are on the front line, they'll say that that number actually of total gotaways, both known and unknown, is probably twice that. Think about how many individuals, illegal aliens on the FBI's terrorist screening database are among the one to two million. Now, let's just focus on the national security threat that results from that. And it's certainly not plausible to believe that when you have a million gotaways running around our border patrol, that foreign nations would not be using that to, uh, to actually set up terror cells in the United States. A group of stats that really is the heart of what we're talking about in this film is the NASA security threat. In the first 20 months of this administration, almost 600% increase from the previous four years combined. The Border Patrol is confronted with a mass of people coming in with almost no capacity to vet them. And indeed, the Border Patrol's mission is really to move those people into the interior United States as quickly as possible. It's not to process them for security threats. So even when we hear we say, well, we identified people on a terrorist watch list, that is a fraction of the number of people that are actually moving through the country. A lot of numbers there, some that really strike me, 12 million have crossed the border, right? I saw one report that we've got 1.8 million undocumented, or 1.8 million gotaways is really the term I'm looking at. And in a report I saw earlier this morning, I know these are a lot of numbers, there's been a 4,000%, 4,000% increase in Chinese migrants, okay? So are they just trying to get out of a totalitarian dictatorship? And if they are, welcome to America, right? If you want to contribute, great. But majority of these are, are military-aged men, and you wonder, is Xi sending them over? Uh, Chinese have purchased land very close to military bases. Uh, will this unfold as Taiwan comes onto the scene? Who knows, right? We'll see. I, but I think prudence is something we need to exercise. I'm joined today by a documentary filmmaker. It's a new film out, new documentary called America Invaded that takes a look at it. That audio you just heard was from that that particular documentary. And you can find that uh, online. That's America 
invadedfilm.com, americaninvadedfilm.com, if you want to take a look at this. And I'm joined right now by Namrata Singh Guljral. And it's good to have you back with me, Namrata. Um, your thoughts on, um, let me ask you honestly, how concerned are you for national security? I mean, you speak, you spoke to these coyotes, you, you, you heard about some of these terroristic threats. Do you think we're going to see something in the not too distant future that will just wake America up? I mean, we had shoe bombers and underwear bombers, and now we take off our shoes and go through scans to get on, 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 you know, the airports. And yet our Southern border is, uh, is wide open. You can't fly freely, right? But you can cross the border freely. So give me your, give me your take. Sure. So here's what I'll say. Right before nine 11, there was a report that came out. Your viewers can look for it. It was called the Phoenix memo and it was written by an FBI agent, um, it was kind of just disregarded by higher levels of the FBI, and it talked about exactly what happened on 9-11 in advance. Again, it was called the Phoenix Memo. And here's how concerned I am. I would say you can think of America invaded as an informal Phoenix Memo for the next attack. Do I think there's going to be another attack? Absolutely. Do wow. I think it's going to be soon? Yes. Whoa. And should Americans wake up? They should wake up yesterday and do something about it. You have no sense of what it's going to be. I, I often think power grids or bomb blast or any sense. Have you heard anything on the ground? Yeah, I mean, uh, remember, so so I think the big question that comes up for a lot of folks is to say, well, have, have we caught any of these terrorists right. that now have sleeper cells in the U.S.? Yep. And um, the way it was answered for me as I did the investigation for the film was, you know, these are organized, orchestrated efforts. They're coming from Hamas and Hezbollah. And, you know, you think about what happened on October 7 in Israel. Let me tell you something. Our border is a lot more porous. It's a lot easier to get into the U.S. than it is into Israel. So these are orchestrated, organized efforts. When they come in, they're not coming here to be found. They have talked us out. They have mapped us out. They're here, yeah. and they're not. They're not going to just. You're not going to just go look in a couple of alleyways and find them. Yeah. So there's there's an entire. Think about the guys from 9/11. Uh, two of the hijackers that came to San Diego first, and then went to Florida, and they were being housed. And so this is an, an a network of effort, and um, I think that I think that you know you talk about the grid and yep. yes the bar grid yep. we heard something from christopher ray the other day in terms of yep. cybersecurity. Yep. all of these are concerns but my biggest concern honestly mm-hmm. drew sure. is the loss of american lives yep. um on a mass scale yep. wow let's take a few calls for you if you want to join us the number is 888 if you want to see this documentary too i'll put it on your radar america invaded film.com uh, Nombrado, let's go to Judy in uh, Viejo, California. Uh, Mission Viejo, I should say. Uh, Viejo, California. It's good to have Judy with us. Judy, you're on the air with Nombrado. Go right ahead. Yes, hi. Um, I have to hold my words back right now, and I love the Lord with all my heart. Oh, good. But I think that um, the Democrats have amnesia because when Trump was here, when he was in office, he was trying his best to keep the borders closed. He was trying his best. Yep. Biden came in with such a hate for Trump. He just opened everything up, everything. He just changed the 
everything. And, and I can't understand how he could run again. When just the other day, he said he took a picture with a woman, and then he asked okay. her to stand up, and she wasn't even there. Right, yeah, or, uh, Judy, thank you. Let me, we'll, we'll talk about it with Namrata. Um, we'll see whether the president runs again or not. Right now he says he's going to. There's a lot of people question whether that will indeed be the case. And if somebody else does take office, um, how will that change border policy? But we'll, we'll get back to that question that she raised, Namrata, because I think it's an important one. I already posited it to you, but uh, what is the benefit of having an open border? I mean, we're vulnerable in so many other issues. However, that being said, is it about votes? Is it about getting these individuals to go ahead and to be able to uh, perhaps cast ballots You know, at some future election? How do you view it? I don't see the benefit of this at all because it costs the country. We take a look at the sanctuary cities that are overrun right now. I mean, and it's costing... Yeah, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, California taxpayers are now paying uh, for health care for undocumented migrants that, that cross the border as well. They're talking about paying in New York. There's a whole litany of other things that are happening. So I, I don't know if this is going to hurt or help the Democratic Party. I don't know what the benefit of, of throwing wide open the door is other than trying to have it a compassionate heart. But I don't, I don't believe that was the, the motive behind it. But give me your take. Sure. So we actually addressed the situation in the documentary. And I reached out to five Republicans that are pro, that are against open borders. And I reached out to five Democrats that are pro open borders. The five most likely to be found on the Internet if you type that in. Mm -hmm. And there are certain myths that we talk about in the film that people from both sides of the aisle are hearing that, uh, that, you know, distract from the issue or confuse the issue. Now, what's interesting is the five Republicans that I reached out to, and from the Republican standpoint, we wanted to know if being anti-open borders is white supremacist or anti-Brown or anti-immigrant, because that's some of the, some of the messaging that you hear from the Democrats, right? Yep. Every single one of those Republican leaders agreed to be in the documentary and said, I will give you my take on it. Your audience can take it the way they want it. I reached out to five Democrat leaders, most likely to be in favor of open borders. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, um, Corey Mills, um, Adam Schiff, actually, who's my congressman now running for Senate. Mm -hmm. And um, from all five of them, and my question was, here's the myth from the other side. They think this is about voter bank and collecting a voter base for the future. Right. They all declined to answer that question. Interesting. So I can only tell you that uh, I was a little bit shocked. And they were, they were happy to talk about something else. You know, their press secretary would say, well, they'll talk about something. They didn't want to answer this question. Now, here's something else that's interesting, which I found out. Uh, the appropriation of congressional representation is based on numbers. Those numbers include American citizens. They include uh, pathway to citizenship for green card holders, but those folks that are present in the U.S. and also undocumented illegal aliens that are in that particular area. So the census is just based on the numbers. It doesn't identify Americans versus non-Americans or illegal immigrants. So if one was to put two and two together, and I'm a I'm a big fan of math and logic. Mm-hmm. 
the only logical solution then in my mind is that if you want to increase your voter bank, you bring in more people, particularly when you're unwilling to answer that question. Uh, that is the only, unfortunately, it's my party, but that's the only um, uh, answer that I come up, that, that I can come up with. Okay, my guest today, Namrata Singh Guljral, and we'll take a few more calls for her. I got to take another break, so Namrata, stay with me for a second, okay? When we come back, uh, we'll talk more. If you want to check out the film, it's called American Invaded Film dot com. That's the website. The documentary is called American Invaded, and we're just taking a look at uh, a filmmaker who interviewed everyone from coyotes to other experts, uh, politicians on the crisis that now our country's facing and how vulnerable it'll make you and me. And she's very concerned that we will see in the not-too-distant future uh, something that we as a nation will regret. Stay with me. I'll be right back. All the issues, all the topics, one place. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, today we'd like to thank Santi, who's listening in Maine, for donating his 1983 Jaguar XJ6. You can join thousands of other listeners in donating old vehicles, trucks, boats, and RVs by visiting relevantradio.com slash car. That's relevantradio.com slash car. The Chaplet of Divine Mercy, live, coming up. You're listening to The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining me. A lot of news regarding... Our country, our safety, our southern border, immigration and custom enforcement. ICE, of course, has uh, announced plans to release thousands of detained illegal immigrants into the country. They're claiming that's because the Senate failed to pass the border bill, which was tied to aid for Israel and Ukraine. Now they're facing about a $700 million budget shortfall. They can't afford to keep 16,000 people detained. Uh, of course, you've got uh, the governor of New York, uh, Kathleen Hochul, basically saying, boy, um, we've got the safety net assistance program, and that may allow non-citizens who have pending applications for asylum to receive benefits. That means that that state will start giving 17,000 non-citizens free cash. They're already housing and feeding these these immigrants in places like the Roosevelt uh, hotel in New York City. And the issue goes on. We are seeing an influx of illegal immigrants, not just from, you know, Mexico, from Central America, South America, from Syria, from uh, China, uh, Chinese single young men of military age. There's enough men here to make up a battalion. And uh, gosh, I look, I think it, it, I think it should give us all pause. It really should. I want you to check out a documentary. I'm speaking to the documentary filmmaker now. It's called America Invaded. You can go to AmericaInvadedFilm.com. Nabrata uh, Singh Gujral joins me today. And uh, she interviewed coyotes, politicians, and others, taking a very objective look at uh, the crisis that now faces our, our country. It's good to have you back here with us. Before I jump back into the phones, there's a number of people waiting to talk to you. What was the most surprising thing that you discovered in doing this 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 film, and what message are you trying to leave with the American people who see it? Uh, if I have to be completely honest with you, I found many surprising things. Yeah. Um, I'll, uh, in fact, I'll say many shocking things as I made the film. But I will tell you the one that stayed most in my heart was the American Gold Star families 
who are now looking at what's happening at the southern border and actually in the film questioning, uh, in the last part of the film questioning, uh, perhaps why their loved one's legacy is being unraveled in the way it is. And I think that is probably one of the most heartrending and heartbreaking aspects of the discovery in the film for me. That, that's amazing. Let's grab a few calls. I only have a few minutes with you. I know the time's going to fly. Penny is in Chicago. She's been waiting a long time yeah, to talk to you. Penny, hi, you're on the air with Namrata. Go ahead. Yes, my comment is uh, I don't feel, as she said, that the uh, Democrats are so altruistic. That's why they're letting all these people in the country. It is for the vote. And here in Chicago, we had a whole bunch of immigrants that they swore in at White Sox Park. And uh, they couldn't even vouch for the fact that they had been through the uh, the classes or the program. It was a, a lawyer that vouched for them. And then they get voters' cards. Yeah. And they're doing this all across the country. Oh, it, it's criminal. Penny, it's just, uh, they're destroying this country. Penny, thanks for waiting so long to share that. And, and Namrata, let me follow up on that with you, too. I wish you to address Penny's comments, but... I've seen footage, and I don't know if you've spoken to any of the uh, you know migrants who are coming over. They're saying thank you, Joe Biden. They're thanking the administration because they got the message that the border was was open. I know Kamala Harris, when she was made the czar, told people not to come. It didn't stop them, as we have talked about. Twelve million undocumented uh, individuals have now crossed our, our southern border. Uh, do they have the perception the, the perception that the border's open? That are they grateful to the Biden administration for this? I mean, how do they view the administration? And you heard Penny's comment about handing out voter cards. Yes. Yeah, so actually, one of the scenes in the film we talk about is going to a migrant camp in Mexico and talking to. This was before the previous election, by the mm-hmm. way, before twenty twenty, and uh, folks just waiting there and saying, "We're waiting for Trump to lose." So Biden gets elected and then we can walk into the country. This is in the movie. It's right there for anyone to go watch. So absolutely correct. Uh, Penny brought up a great point Uh, again, unfortunately. And, you know, it's uh, it's a party that I've voted in line with for a long time. Obviously, I've made this film and I'm starting to doubt my uh, my my uh, uh, alignment with this party. But uh, she's she's 100 percent right. Uh, this is uh, this is Biden's created problem, and it's going to come back and hurt the U.S. in a big way. There is something else uh, in, as a follow-up to Penny that I'd like to say. Sure. Uh, so I think this is, in, in a lot of ways, you talked about Chinese military-age men uh, before, yes. and we talk about all of the different organizations that are known to hate America and Americans. Mm-hmm. Think about it also as an orchestrated effort to destabilize America from within. For the longest time, America's security lay also in the fact that we were geographically isolated, right? We didn't think Canada was going to do anything, and we didn't think Mexico was going to do anything. When you open your borders to countries that think of you as an enemy, and they're allowed to now geographically cross over to your border, that changes the dynamics of your national security completely. And particularly for Chinese um, young men coming in, I'm sure some of them are maybe perhaps escaping communism, but go back to uh, some of the places where China has invaded. You brought up Taiwan. I'll take you back to 1962, historical India-China war. And up until the last minute, my dad was in the Indian military. He was an intelligence officer. Until the last minute, the words that we were hearing was, 
Hindu Chini Bai Bai. And what that means is, you know, Indians and Chinese are brothers. And then it was one of the worst uh, war results, I think, ever. We lost thousands and thousands of Indian soldiers there. But also think about what happened to Tibet and to the Dalai Lama. I was born in Dharamsala, and the Dalai Lama lived in exile in Dharamsala with the Tibetan refugees. So, again, not every Chinese is coming here to destroy America, but there is intent certainly behind some of them as there is behind some Islamist fundamentalists that are now in our country because of the southern border. I I think that's well said, and I I just have to say to you, too, I always appreciate somebody who is open to truth and looks at the facts and doesn't get blinded by bipartisan politics. And, you know, there are certain issues that I think cross both sides of the issue. And as Americans, we should all be concerned about this. I want to thank you for your film, America Invaded. If people want to get plugged in, what's the best way to follow you and to, to view that? Uh, the best way to watch the film is uh, go to AmericaInvadedFilm.com. You can pick Rumble, Salem Now. We'll be adding some more platforms. And for me, my Twitter handle is at one a minute. I'm a breast cancer survivor. Right. Every second, every minute, every second in the world, a woman dies of breast cancer. So there you have it, at one a minute. Well, Namrata, thank you so much. Keep up your, your good work. We'll check out the film, and hopefully we can talk again, okay? Thank you, Drew. Thanks for having me. You thank you to your listeners. God bless you. The uh, Chapel of Divine Mercy is straight ahead. Stay with me.